0: Biggest Bad Boys podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate
1: Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting and today I am joined by one of my favorite guys to watch live and that is Jordan Oasis. What's up, Jordan?
0: Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just uh just living life.
1: um you know you go through a lot of training you go through a lot of matches you're on the road what is it that you do to keep yourself centered while you're doing all this work to achieve the goals you have for your
0: career um honestly I i would narrow it down to probably my family my my close friends um my caps <laughs> um, and music, man. Yeah. Music is is very helpful for me. It's very therapeutic. So sometimes I'll just, uh, I'll sit and listen, or I'll check out, um, I'll check out some people's live streams. Like uh, Carl Fredericks, he he streams on Twitch and stuff, and uh, he's well, been doing some DJing as of lately. And he was, keeps improving every time. He I streams, was
1: just so. gonna say he's he's becoming one hell of a DJ, man. It's pretty fucking awesome to see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, he's so he's so good. Like I, I remember watching like his first couple streams on my, like Instagram like a year ago. I think it's something he just kind of like always wanted to do, but then he picked up during like he picked it up more during like the pandemic. It was the so, pent, yep. Dude, yep. guys like he seems like he's been doing it for like five years already. He's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. And I think that you know it goes to show one of the things I love about watching uh, guys like Carl Fredericks, guys like yourself develop is that it's you know there used to be a point and of course all the you know fans and stuff will talk about wrestling historians about kayfabe and how everyone guarded the business etc and you know there wasn't social media but one of the things that i think that is very interesting is that you guys now have the ability to allow fans to get to know a side of you that keeps them interested beyond just what you're doing in wrestling and i think that's very important because you're creating a base of fans who you know let's say you decide i mean carl's a great example hey he's doing dj stuff well, that's interesting and if he you know goes to a club and plays live ever I'm sure that there's going to be a number of people who just want to see that because he's doing great things he's excelling what is it that you find that keeps you driven in terms of trying to achieve those goals so that you know you you can balance it out with things like family and and uh, your cat uh you know close friends. Um, and I love the fact that music is there for you as well. What's that thing that drives you to succeed?
0: Uh, as far as what drives me to succeed, it's, uh, it's accumulation of things. I think, uh, I think like going through certain things that, that, you know, as a child growing up, uh my, my father wasn't really around. And then like, so, you know, and then me and my mom, like, we didn't, we didn't really like, we didn't have much at one point, you sure. know, I, I don't, and I don't know how comfortable she would feel, with how how much I would share, but we, we were, we were pretty much just like house hopping with like for friends sure. at one point. And, um, you know, it, it got to a point where like, internally, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to tell her how I was feeling. Cause you know, like the, she had enough things on her plate. You know, I was, I was old enough at the time to where I could realize these things. Right. Um, but it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to live like this. And I don't, whenever I do, you know, settle down and have a wife and kids and stuff like, I don't want them to go through the things I, you know, that I went through, you know, like I, I want them to, to have a home, you know, I don't, I don't sure. want them to move around nine, 10 Times like I did, you know. I want them to have one middle school, one high school, one elementary school. Like I want there to be a sense of stability. And my mom did a, a, a great job raising me and my brother, you know. But it's like when it comes to drive, it's it's that. And then also like I want to be able to repay my mom for everything she went through. Like she worked an insane amount of hours, like she she sacrificed a lot that I that I know of, and like yeah. just from what I know, she sacrificed a lot. And you know how it is, like you don't you don't tell your kids everything, right? You know? So I'm 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 sure there's so much stuff that she sacrificed. So I want to be able to, you know, repay those, you know, those like those people because I feel like I'm in, uh, I'm in debt. In a way, you know what I mean? Like I understand sure. it's part of life and you know, people help you and then, you know, as a kid, as a young adult, people help you along the way. Family, close friends, that kind of stuff. But I want to be able to give back. Also, uh, I feel like I, I feel like I was put on this on this planet for a greater good. And I feel like it was I feel like it has to do with people. Sure, you know, and affecting people. I think that path is through pro wrestling because I you know, I found it at a really young age when I was six. And then as, in, as I got through high school, you know, I realized, like, I was talking about it still, and, like, other people weren't. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, this is, like, this is awkward, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I was like, oh, shit, like, this is something that, like, I'm still passionate about. And, you know, I was, I was pretty athletic, you know, growing up. I did taekwondo for six, seven years, and I did oh, nice. a, a year of jitsu and then I did two years of high school football. But like pro wrestling was like I found a school, started training. And so I feel like once once I achieve the goals or I start achieving the higher goals I've set for myself, that's when I could start affecting people and the masses like I like I want to. Sure.
1: Sure. It seems it seems um, it seems in your personal character that, um, you know, a, a spotlight on you would be. Uh, comparable to something that like Titus O'Neill does or, you know, the mm. the guys who really seriously give back to communities, give back to children, uh, you know, and are, are trying to do um, something better to raise the awareness that, you know, listen, I, your, I, your, your story is what's, what's, it's unique to you, which is, you know, of course it's, it's what you own. But it's fascinating because I think that a lot of times you get that sense that you're the only one who, you know, has gone through such a thing. And there are so many people who can relate to that, you know, because mm. um, I know I, I just look around at, you know, a lot of kids that I grew up around and they didn't have... um a foundation of stability um they had a lot of uh like here's the key come in the house when you're home and you know during the summertime you got kids who are 12 13 years old and we're just hanging out at someone's house and looking for the liquor cabinet and you know it's <laughs>
0: yeah it's yeah. like
1: you do the kid things but but you know that behind the scenes you know a mom or dad or you know a, a grandparent they're the ones who are you know really out there like you said sacrificing so much more and you don't really realize it as a kid to the full extent until you become adult and realize oh this is what life is fuck mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i th- i think that's a very very admirable um, way to look at things Um, and I'll I'll tell you I get what you're saying about the debt but I'll tell you the best way to it's not debt it's not you owe it's you love you know Mm. what I'm saying like you love your mom for the sacrifices Mm. she made so it's not a debt you're showing that you love everything that she put on the line for you that she took away from her own life to give you those opportunities. And I think that man, that's, you know, it's, it's wow. It's strong. It's special. And I think that's, that's wonderful that you're looking at it that way. When you, when you see yourself, when you envision that future for yourself, what is it that you think that you need to work on that will help you in achieving your goals? Is there, are there particular things that you're finding out that, hey, if I if I get a little better at this, or if I try a little of this, it might help. What are your personal um, almost critiques on, you know, what it is that you need to do to grow as a performer and um, reach that ultimate pinnacle that you're trying to hit.
0: Um, you know, <laughs> that's a great question and I could probably go on and on uh, with <laughs> just a huge list and bullet points just because I'm, I'm really I'm really huge on criticizing myself. I feel like it's almost to a fault because sure. it, it'll crowd my brain and then I'll just sit there because I don't, I don't even know where to start, you know? Um, so I would say working on that for one, <laughs> not, <laughs> not getting in my own way uh, yeah. in my head. Yeah. But, um, also for me, it's, um, exposure, more exposure. Um, I feel like I can always work on my body and my diet more. Sure. Um, But as far as getting to, like, the goals, like, for me, WWE is a goal of mine, right? Right. Like, that is, like, I know that's where I will have the biggest reach, where I will, arguably, now, if you would have said this, like, if you would have done this, like, three years ago, I would have said for sure. But, arguably, now make the most money. Um, But, honestly, man, my my ultimate goal is to just, I want to be able to support my future family on nothing but pro wrestling that's it i i like if my wife doesn't want to work cool like great but i also at the same time i don't want to have some like huge like mansion and like seven <laughs> cars and stuff like you know what i mean like maybe once i get older i'll start doing a car collection but like yeah i just want to have like two three cars you know fully paid off like a nice maybe two-story house with a nice yard that we can like put a trampoline in for kids. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like things that like, I, I wish I had when I was like growing up, I don't want anything like crazy fancy, just like enough to, to live. I want to own everything. I don't want to be in debt. Like that's, that's, that's Those are, those are my ultimate goals and like work when it comes to working on stuff, man, like I said, I can just, I can go on and on. I watch all my matches back and I'm super picky on myself. Uh, I'm always training. I've, I, I'll, I, I've flown to Vegas sometimes just to train, Yeah, like just to train at FSW. Like there's no, like, oh, I, um, I'm trying to get booked or, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if a booking, you know, happens, if an opportunity happens, that's awesome. But like I've flown there, especially during the pandemic, Vegas was a little like, you know, not as strict at times
1: there there, um, there were there was, a lot of birthday parties going on at fSw <laughs> yeah yeah there was there was like
0: there was like uh like Vegas was like one of the first places to like open back up completely yeah. you know what I mean so like I feel like vegas and Florida have been like the they've been setting the precedent of like okay are we ready oh, okay all right yeah. maybe we'll hold off a little bit oh, okay we'll keep going so like I've like the second like things are starting to get better and like the the regulations this thing were starting to ease up in Vegas I was I was there you know uh, I started training in L A too with uh, with Knox Pro yeah that's that's strictly like to train like that's that's it you know yeah. like it's to get it's to get better to improve you know um, yeah sorry I know that was no. really long winded kind of all over the place but this man I really could go on and on it but just because I'm so picky in particular and like hard on myself about things.
1: No, that's that's a very um, it's a very people who are determined, people who really want to understand the ins and outs of what it is to create that um, that recipe for success in wrestling. I think that some people just think, hey, if I get in the ring and, you know, I can do This stuff and it's spectacular, and boy, I've got a lot of followers, and boy, I've got, you know, great seven second clips here. They forget that that's not the ultimate goal because they'll get you a little attention. But what you're doing is you're fanning out your um, opportunities to learn from some of the best trainers (laughs) in the world, man. That is admirable. And you're also, like you said, if bookings happen, um, that's great, right? You know, that's wonderful. Um, it's also not, you know, a, a booking is not going to, it, it might pay for maybe a hotel room and, and, and a meal or a couple meals or something like that. But it's not like right. paying for a flight and paying for, you know. Um, So I think that that determination, putting yourself in the spot where guys can look at you and go hey we'd love to use you because they've seen the dedication and that's amazing plus you're getting a rounded out experience by not just getting one or two instructors point of views you know trainers i think it's fabulous when you can have you know four to six different people who find those different areas and you can get a better experience of you know finding what works for you now you're a big dude man you are tall and you have a wonderfully unique look i love the whole you know that uh bad news brown type look man you look like <laughs> just that that badass like i don't want to f- fuck with this dude man um let me ask you when you're when you are training are you getting um are you getting the advice on how to work like a big man if that makes sense to you just kind of talking in code
0: Ooh. that is a you know that is a very good question uh, because that's something that's something i honestly still struggle with to this day to be honest like even like even when i'm at Knox, like i'm always asking questions to like uh to you know rikishi and and, and you know my peers of like of thing even like up here at buddy wayne academy like i'll be asking my peers like oh does this look weird or when i'm at fsw does this look weird because i don't see myself si- and I, it, it might have to do with the the people i looked up to in wrestling like my top three are uh i know i'll probably get shit for this when i say it public anyway uh are benoit for his in-ring work yes. just in-ring yeah strictly in-ring i want to <laughs> emphasize that in-ring um benoit uh eddie guerrero and chris jericho yep because so so the thing with that though is that they're all quote-unquote smaller guys right right so those those people being the people i look up to uh and i i admire you know and and i watch their work all the time like it's harder because for me i'm six two i'm like 235 240 like I can't like realistically, I can't be doing the stuff that they're doing. Right. So it's, it's something that I still struggle with. However, I've learned more along the way, along the lines of, okay, I can't do what Eddie does, but I can learn how to base for that. Or, or I can learn how to sell for that. Or I can, you know what I mean? So it's, it's looking at it from a different perspective. Also. um, I want to, I, I'd like to be able to do these things, because I, I do have agility. Yeah. So it's knowing where to, where can I put, where can I emphasize my agility in a place that makes sense, but also that doesn't make me look like I'm a smaller guy. Right. Not that that's a bad thing, but like, well, if no. I'm 6'2 and 240, there's going to be a lot of people, quote unquote, smaller guys that are jealous of that, right? So right. it's it's being self-aware you know, but also being real in the fact that, like, you shouldn't be doing these things that, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. And, again, like, I know this is my second time bringing it up. But it's because he's one of the people I look up to. Carl Fredericks is a really good example of it. Like, he's a bigger guy as well. Yep. But he combines his agility with his strength. Right. And he doesn't, like, beautiful leapfrog, beautiful dropkick. But you don't see him out here doing, like, 450s. Right, like I'm sure he might he might have at one point before he you know, <laughs> but like yeah. he's he's learned along the way and, and like he's found his own style, right? He's a bigger guy. He's he he can show off his agility and athleticism when he needs to, but that I means like he's a hard hitting, powerful guy, you know. So it's it's learning things like that and learning things about myself, um, and learning placement of things.
1: Yeah, no, that's I mean that makes a lot of sense, and I hope that anyone listening. Who is, uh, you know, looking uh, at their own, you know, abilities in the ring or or thinking about wrestling? Um, I hope that they're picking up on some of the stuff you're saying because I think that that's one of the key things. First of all, we all, you know, the Benoit thing is so touchy, but at the same time, all of us who have ever been in the ring who've watched him wrestle. There's just something about that that was so realistic, but yet you're looking at a guy who, you know, quite frankly, is probably as tall as some girls that you've dated. You know what I'm saying? Like, he Mm -hmm. was not a big dude, but boy, could he, you know, he could make it feel as if when he had Triple H in a headlock, that that headlock was going to squeeze his head off
0: right that was the most devastating headlock you've ever I've seen like his him and eddie both their intensity is what brought, is like what attracted like me to them like eddie obviously for the for the lucha libre aspect yeah. of things. um but and but and also his natural charisma and his ability to like eddie's eyes are madness like if you if you if you were to just put black bars and it were just over his eyes you could tell his emotions because he could yeah. go from like the puppy dog eyes to like he's gonna kill you like it's yeah like stuff like Benoit's intensity was insane as well like he he made me feel like it was a fight like yeah. no matter who he was going against it didn't matter if it was like Chava Guerrero which, which obviously was a little bit more high paced it can be technical but high paced like Lucha you know that kind of Mysterio but like the like the intensity and the his body language and the fact of like how stoic he was yeah made it feel like a fight and then jericho like i admire him because his uh he his charisma but he can reinvent himself like nothing like i know like I've, I listen to his stuff all the time and he talks about how he did like acting classes when he did like 2008 suit and tie Jericho and like right. all these other things and like how he took a break, but also like, he also has a rock band. He also like, he does, he also does act like, you know what I mean? Like he does all of these, he wears all these different hats. Yeah. And so that's, that's something like, there are things that I, that I, I want to be able to do. Like I I dabble in music. I want to spend more time on it, but you know, like, I look up to him because he can reinvent himself. And also he does so many things outside of wrestling. Titus O'Neill is another good one. You brought him up. I yeah. look up to him too, uh, because he does a lot of community uh, work and community um, outreach and, and, you know, partnerships and things like that. So, and you know what, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm into.
1: You know, what's, what's really interesting about Titus too, is if you think about it, the scope of, if he wasn't, that valuable to what he's doing in terms of all the things he does, the WWE probably would have ended up cutting him at some point. So it's, you know, it's another sense of, um, maybe you're not achieving, you know, maybe you're not walking around with a world title or with the IC belt or, or, you know, something like that. But the value that you're providing um, for the relationship between the company and the public is such a great tool and value to have as well and I think that you know with you know with your story um that brings that aspect to being a value for you that you can get something out of wrestling and you can also get something out of giving back for what you put in. I think that's something that. We always kind of talk about um, when you reach a certain point in your career, it's time to give back. And whether that be as a trainer, giving back to the community, you know, um, giving advice um, all the time. There's, you know, some of the best guys when you get through the curtain, you know, you know exactly who to turn to and talk to because they'll tell you straight up, you know, hey, yeah, I watched it. And this is A, B and C that I saw. So I think that's also kind of a unique way to look at things but i love that you said jericho in terms of when you watch him in fozzy you don't even think about his wrestling Mm -mm, no amazing it's amazing that he Mm. becomes a lead singer of a band and if he wanted to never wrestle again i'm sure that that fozzy would retain The popularity that they have because they're fucking good. Mm -hmm. And he makes that that way. And I think that I like what you're aiming for because you're not just limiting yourself to, hey, I'm a wrestler. This is what I do. You know, go in the ring, change, get in the car, drive to the next city. You know, it's like that's repetitive. But the ambition of doing things like acting i mean there's there's no stopping a guy who is your build and your look to having some success you know getting parts in television shows and movies because you have a great presence a great personality and a great look as a casting someone who's done casting that's the first thing that caught my eye about you is I look around and i i look at the um you know the scene on the west coast right there's no one that i can say if, if i see you i know it's jordan oasis mm. you know other times you know some wrestlers there's just such a similarity that sometimes it's it's hard to distinguish and maybe it's because their character a little vanilla or maybe it's you know they're so green that they haven't got to a certain point yet so they kind of look the same but you look at you you immediately catch the eye and i think that's something that is it's something you can't teach it's something that you naturally have from the genetics that you were given and man to be able to get into the ring and do what you've been able to do i'll tell you the um the ec3 seminar
0: oh yeah that was first of all thank thank you thank you for the words yeah because i appreciate it but that that seminar was he's he's, uh hope i'm not giving anything away but he's like he's he's a really cool guy like he's he's really down to earth but also very straightforward um and he like you talk about like coming through the curtain and like coming back. Like I had that uh, I had that you were you were there for both Nice and Anniversary yeah. show at FSW, right? So that singles I had in class. Um that I found that I, I found that I had that match like at 90 minutes before the show started. <laughs> okay. So that was <laughs> that was that was fun. But uh but coming coming through like coming through the curtain, uh EC3 like watched the match like in its in its entirety. And he, you know, he he gave me feedback, which is something like he. Do- First of all, he doesn't have to do that, right? Like at all. He easily could have just been like, "All right, cool, I got my booking. All right, guess I'm gonna do this seminar now. All right, now I'm gonna do this match. All right, I'm gone." You know. <laughs> but he took. He watched. Like I, I believe he watched everybody's matches, uh, and immediately, like right when he came through, he'd pull. He he'd pull the guys, and then you know, Hey, you know, this, this was great. I really love that you did this, but you know, maybe like instead of next time, maybe, maybe do it this way, or maybe like take this out or maybe add this or slow down here, you know, like, what do you think about, you know, this, you know, like any, he, he, oh man, it, that, that was, a, that was a really like good experience for me.
1: You know, and, and I like, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say something about the EC3 seminar in a second here, but my uh, my thought process right now is on that match with class One of the things that I think you did very well is um, class looked very good. And I think that's some of the best compliments that guys can get is that, man, you really, you worked because you did what needed to be done in terms of the position that class is in. Um, And like you said, a 90 minutes notice that match happened, which is... Mm very very um you know that's that's hard to do it's hard to do it's hard to do when you have you know two hours three hours and you're sitting around and just kind of you have sometimes too much time to think and process so that match in itself was just a really nice match that told the story it needed to, to tell um and you mm-hmm. also you also again along the ideas of working together big you have class who he does work bigger he's a bigger presence he has you know the robe and you know the the Mm. attitude you know you never see class i look at it you never see class like um slouched you never you know he's always you know really straight he has suits when he shows up he you know so you have to then you know okay I got to match this, and you were able to keep that style nice and big. But that EC3 seminar, man, the um, the promo that you cut, Whew. man! Oh, should, were, were you there for that? Oh, were you
0: in the like? Were you sitting in the? Summer? I was
1: sitting. So I was sitting in the uh, the audience in the chairs. We we finished. We recorded our pre-show, and it was we finished right about the time that he was starting the uh, promos. So I was able to sit down and get a straight look of his perspective, you know. So I was back a few rows over his shoulder type. And the best thing that I can say is, man, you started honing in right, right here, talking about the eyes, Right. All of a sudden, I saw the fucking picture. I saw the story, and I'm like, "I have not seen that from you. Like it was dude, I get choked up thinking about it because it was very, very from your heart. It was very impactful. and I could tell that you weren't um, you weren't acting, you weren't playing. You were connected, you felt it. And it was, it was a revelation. That's why I say, <laughs> from a casting.
0: So, so yeah. So, yeah. do you want to you? The the thing about that promo was, I like, I feel comfortable on a microphone. Not not in a way that like, I don't feel as confident as I know I can be in the future. Sure. But I, I I'm comfortable. You know, if, if that makes sense. So the thing with yeah. that is like I saw like. I think eight other people did a promo before me. And I was like, uh, and we're running out of time. And I was like, Oh, oh, sweet. I might not have to do it. And then I was like, I was like, no, don't be a wuss. Like challenge yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? And I was like, and usually like I have a, I have a couple of things in my head yeah. that I, I keep tucked away that like for when I need it, you know? Um, And I was like, I'll just, I'll just cut one of those. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like, I, wrote, I remember thinking, he was like, is there anybody else? And I just, I remember saying, oh, fuck it. And I rolled in the ring. Because I knew I it was, I, I had to ask myself, like, what? over t- over time through life, I've learned that, like, when things like that happen, you have to ask yourself, are you going to regret this? And so, like, when he was like, is there anybody else? Are you sure? I was like, are you going to regret this? And I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, worst case scenario, I bomb and he was very clear that like this is why we're here we're here to train and learn and blah blah. I was like okay, right. perfect. Like if i if i bomb or like, you know, something that comes out wrong or i say something stupid, like people will just laugh and I'll give them the you know, you know what yeah. i'm saying? So i'll just learn anyway. Yeah. So i just like started talking. Like i don't know where it came from. But like i just started talking cuz i i was like okay, where do i there there i know there had to be a point. Yes. I just didn't know what the point was going to be. Yes. So I just started talking and talking and yes, it, it like it did come from the heart. Do I think it was my best promo? Absolutely not. Sure. Uh, for, for multiple reasons, but it's also because I'm hurting myself, but I did, I did feel it because it was all true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when I was talking about how I feel lost sometimes in life and how I feel comfortable when I'm in the ring. It's because that's true. Yep. Like I, to this day, like still, and it's, you know, I'm still young. I'm 23. Like I'm still figuring things out in life. So sure. It's okay to feel lost and, you know, and, and stuff like that. I'm not going to have all the answers, but I feel so comfortable when I'm in a ring. Like I feel like no one can touch me. Yeah. Like it, it, it does. It doesn't, the person that I may be standing across may have been around longer and may have more experience than me but I feel untouchable. I'm not saying I'm better than them, but I feel untouchable. I feel like I can, it doesn't matter who's across from me. I can keep up with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I can't, I can't, I don't allow myself to back down when I'm in the ring. Like, it feels like I'm in an octagon. Yeah. Like it's either like, okay, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna rise right now or you shouldn't have stepped through the curtain. Yeah. And I, I already stepped through the curtain. So that leaves me with one, like one other thing, you know, that pro like, I like I like that promo. I like it because it I went in for what it was, I went in with nothing in my head and I did speak from the heart. So I, I, I like it for that reason.
1: Well and and that's the um one of one of the things that I am such a believer in is as a performer and and we'll take away the the um in the ring as long as you're safe let's let's make that totally clear being safe in the Mm. ring is Mm -hmm. you know the priority but as a performer as a person who did a lot of improv as a person who um, got the taste of being able to create on the fly dare to suck is the motto you gotta live by so Mm. hey man you try it if it sucks it sucks you learn but you have the balls to get in there and like you said now you can't say well maybe i should have taken that opportunity no no if you would have bombed if you would if it would have sucked like you said hey you know it blows it off we're all learning everyone is learning no one is a you know listen you're gonna see seasoned professionals who are taking the opportunities to challenge themselves and, hey, some of the stuff's going to suck. That's part of the process of learning. And when you find that raw connection, man, you do you did something that I like to do, and that is you watch the other people first. If you watch people and you see kind of what they're doing, it almost clears a palette in your brain, and it, it allows you to go in with something unplanned And then to just feed off of that and what you created, like you said, might not be your best promo, but there's one thing that I saw as someone who's cast people is it was the connection in your eyes that I couldn't take my eyes off of you because of that. And that's something that honestly, it's one of the hardest fucking things to teach an actor, let alone a pro wrestler, of that raw emotion and being able to just tell the story with your eyes. And, man, it it shows that you watch guys like Eddie <laughs> and Jericho because you were able to channel that um, that type of experience into your work. And that's what makes me smile is going, uh Oh man! As soon as you start making that connection, you're gonna go from comfortable in your promos to just give me the mic, please. Okay, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I lo- I look forward to I look forward to improving. Like yeah. There's 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 so much stuff to learn. Like I've done s- seminars with like. Jonathan Gresham and Taya Valkyrie and uh, Shane Strickland and Super Crazy and Negro Navarro and like there's be I- and I like I like doing those things because they're all different. They all teach different stuff. Like the yeah. Taya seminar was more on the lucha side because she just spent a whole lot of time in Mexico. Right. The Gresham seminar was more technician based. Um, the Super Crazy seminar that was more like Yavéo, which is like which is uh. Mexican chaining is a little bit more precise and technical, and uh, right. a little bit more pretzel like. Yeah, <laughs> same thing with Nega Navarro seminar. Nega Navarro is a freaking legend. Like he's yeah. like one of the goats, you know. Like, so I, I I like learning stuff like that, but also yeah, just just more time on the mic. You know, like I'll I'll cut promos in the shower. Like I'll cut promos like once I'm done cooking. I'll like my mind will be, be going while I'm cooking. I'll just set up my phone, cut a promo like. I just did it the other day, you know, like a couple of days ago when I was making dinner. But it's when it comes to the, the being on the mic, it's I like it because that's that's my like when I'm wrestling, I love it as much as I love being on the mic.
1: Yeah.
0: However, when you're in the ring, you have to tell a story with your body. You can't always use your mouth like you might be able to chat shit every once in a while. But right you got to be able to tell a story with your body. Um, when you have a mic, you can, you can say what you need to say in a more clear and concise manner. And you're able to articulate things that you wouldn't be able to do with your body. You're able to use your eyes to tell a story, which you can do in wrestling, but everybody's focus is just on that one thing and, and, it, and it's you and your face. Right. In a match, it's more than that, you know? So I, I, I like being on the mic, uh, but there's there's still there's still more work to do i appreciate your words there's still more work to do
1: well and and i love that um because that's my philosophy too um so one of the biggest problems that i have as a performer and this goes back to when i was younger one of the stupidest things to me was that if we were in a play or a musical in high school you would then have the audience members afterwards would hang out in the lobby. And, um, I fucking hated that because (laughs) (laughs) it's like, so to me, it's like, I'm so critical on myself. I just don't, I I go out there, I perform. whatever happened, you know, that's the moment in the past. And I also look at it from the perception of man, I'm just playing, man. I'm just having a good time. I'm just in the moment like you could go up there and do the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. i don't I don't need the praise um, so I hated that, and I did have one teacher who literally took me aside and said, Listen, it isn't for you, it's for them. Allow them to go ahead and tell you. What they think, because you know what? They're the ones who came to see you, and if you don't have them coming to see you, what do you have? An empty room. <laughs> you know, you're playing to nothing. So that kind of sunk in, and it's like, okay, I don't have to enjoy what I'm hearing, but at least I can be, you know. And you know how it is after after card ends, and people are just kind of milling around, and sometimes it's just really fucking awkward because in your head you're going boy, I you know I really could have done this better. I missed this spot. <laughs> and It's like the last thing you need to hear is, oh, hey, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and
0: it's like, well, but I, at the same time, like, there, don't get me wrong. There's definitely, there have been some times where I'm like, uh, in my opinion, I'll have a bad match or not. It, it doesn't live up to what I expect out of myself. Right. And then I'm like, shit, there's like fans out there and they're probably going to want to talk to me and take pictures and like so the 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 worker's side of me the yep the dedicated and like hard the heart of myself me is like i don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) right now i i want to i want to sit here for like 30 minutes and like think about what i did wrong and how can i how, how i can prove you know but then like the one the professional side but two just the the genuine me really likes talking to people, right. You know, and meeting new people. So I'm like, nah, let's like, let's go out and talk, you know, and I'll go out and talk. And then at the same time, like my, the part that is hard on myself appreciates the side of me that is social
1: because yes. then
0: how hard I was on myself because I didn't throw a clothesline properly or like i my footwork was a little messy on this one thing like that'll get drowned out because the fans are like oh my goodness like oh like this and this and like you did so great and like and so i'm like okay all right like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a give and a take it's like a perfect it's a perfect balance because yeah. then I'll go back home and I'll watch it anyway, and then I'll, I'll yeah. crap on myself some more. <laughs> so like it, it balances it out. But the, the good the good part is is that then the other half of that is I go back to training or I have another match and then I right. work on it and I fix it. So it's it's a very it's a very good balance of of stuff.
1: Yeah. No. It's it, it, it that's exactly it. And it's funny because it literally is that. Um, you know, the cartoon perception of the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. It's, that, yes. <laughs> it's just that dynamic. Like sometimes you're listening to that devil a little bit more and you're just like, oh, God, you're right. You're right. Oh, this is horrible. The angel then says something and you're like, okay, uh, you know what? All right. And you kind of calm down and you get mm-hmm. in that mood and, and you're right. Um, Again, that's that's like for me, it had to be that lesson learned of, hey, the whole thing is when you're dealing with the public, don't be a jerk you know be be yourself be you know like you said the the I like to meet people and and I find it fascinating that for me it's not I you know not a person approaching me because that that's you know that's something I'm present but I kind of like that flip I like I want to know about them (laughs) you know know, it's like you're the fan but I want to know about you like hey where do you come from what do you do how you know because that like I don't know how you know you see like the motivation and finding things but when I hear all these different experiences or, or stories that you know people I just meet for the first time are telling me it makes me want to like know more. Like, how is it that, you know, what, what's it, what's it like to be, um, you know, a beautician, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you do that. What? How do you deal with people all day? And, you know, and, you, and you're doing nails or you're, you know, you're scrubbing someone's like toenails with a, a file. Yeah. Like, how can you do this? Like, and you get to know the people to me that like motivates me because, it feeds you new things that you you've never thought about because we see things all the time, but it takes that moment to actually listen or watch so that you can relate to what people go through. And Mm -hmm. the more you can become someone who understands, um, if you're ever in the position, you, you know, you get a WWE contract, you walked into Vince McMahon's office and he says, Jordan, we're going to make you a mailman. You're going to be the postman. You're probably sitting there going, the fuck? I got to be a mailman? (laughs) And then you go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be the best wrestling mailman in the history of the business. Because you can get into that. It's like, yeah, you know what? You you can't think from that that mindset of, oh, that's stupid. You got to think of the mindset of, yeah you know what i'm sure there's a lot of people who do that job and wish that they could just fucking stun someone or do a drop kick to you know yeah and I yeah think, yeah like,
0: yeah like the things that they they would that's why i like talking to people too is because like even if it's like even if we stay in contact like okay cool but if we don't like if it if it is fans or if it is just like I don't somebody gives me a compliment at the store and then I, I give them one back and then we just start talking. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's stuff like that where like I just enjoy like talking, you know, and getting to know people. Yeah. Because life is crazy and everybody experiences different crazies or different struggles, you know. So it's it's interesting to be able to hear people's like struggles. Like if I were to or 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 like stories or like what how they get through stuff like if i were to talk to a mailman i'd be like oh that's like like how many times have you gotten bitten by a dog you know what i mean like this stuff like as a like as a wrestler like i don't have to that might be my like it's not my job job yet it it will be soon but right yeah but you know what i mean like they have to deal with that every day like as a wrestler i don't have to deal with that i have to deal with like you know maybe dying but like <laughs> yeah sure no, no, no. but like I have, I have, there's different stuff but like yeah mailmen have to go through like this repeat repetitive thing and like their their cycle and like there's a whole bunch of other like well uh, well actually, that's it. part of it, it there's a whole bunch of stuff man my thoughts are going everywhere now but like that's part of the reasons i like the indies is because like yeah sure like we're wrestlers but a lot of them like 90 percent of us like there's like people who, who just work regular like jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is like the cool side of it because I've worked in a warehouse, I've worked in retail, I've worked as a security guard, like I've worked on cars, like I've worked in so many different areas where it's like I I feel like I can relate to most people. Yes. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people who work retail, but then there's people who like doing hands-on stuff you know what i mean there's also people who like yeah there's 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 so many things so just just being able to talk and like relate to people and like and and if they ask me like tell them what i kind of do and then they're like oh what the hell that's (laughs) cool but weird like you know what i mean
1: (laughs) well you know and, and that's funny because you're right um there's there's such a um a, perf- uh, a perception of what pro wrestling is right you, you say pro wrestling 95 percent of the people in the world go oh like uh hulk hogan or like you know the rock because mm. that's how they know pro wrestling and it's interesting to see them kind of go well like you do you do what like you throw your body around and let people punch you <laughs> because you like what and (laughs) and you know and it's funny because what i really love is when people start peeling back the layers for you so um you know take a take a policeman right policeman goes out there they're on constant like high alert right high anxiety it's a very pressureful job so you know that these guys are going to have different things like music might be something that, hey, anytime I'm off of work, man, I just kick back. I play a little bass guitar and it puts me in a, in a peaceful place. And it's like, that's human. That's real. Now I'm not just seeing you hmm. as a police officer. Now I'm seeing you as, you know, Bob Smith, you know, and it's and I think that's the same relatability with indie wrestlers is that you see the character and sometimes you know you're playing a a huge character and yet you're uh you know you're a grocery bag clerk you know and it's like this 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 difference that until social media and and you know and films documentaries this has given us more of a look um even what we're doing right now It's just given such more of a look of the layers behind what goes into doing what you do. And sometimes it gets lost that, hey, man, um, no matter how happy I look, you know, sometimes I'm struggling because I am hard on myself. But in the end, sometimes it's just talking to, you know, a guy like you can reassure myself that hey man maybe he just took something from this and maybe you know he he's feeling good after we hang up and it's like all right now i'm a little more you know i'm, I'm not thinking about that bill that's due in five days i'm thinking hey man i just i just got a chance to talk to jordan oasis and you know we had a good couple good laughs and a couple good real revelations and shit i can't wait for people to hear this because it's allowing me to do something that will share with people someone that i feel is absolutely someone who should be watched and followed and if i you know if i see that you're getting more success and more popularity i feel so proud because i know that you're doing the work and you you know you have that you're just you're you're going to grab that by the balls and just, you know, run, (laughs) which now that I said, that sounds so painful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's funny you say that because that's actually where, uh, that's actually where Oasis came from. So for those, so I, I, I've only actually done fun fact. I've done, I think one or two radio interviews, uh, the short one's like two, three minutes, but I've only done like one other podcast. So I know this might hit a different different uh, audience or a different demographic. But so for those of you who don't know, I wrestled as, uh, I started in Lucha Libre first. I started training in Lucha Libre first and I actually didn't officially learn American style until 2017. I started Lucha in fall of 2014. Um, so I started as Guerrero Nocturno, which is like, I was under a mask. I wore just like pretty much all black with hints of red. And in English, it translates to Night warrior. So it was like supposed to be this like heel character. And like at the time, like in my head, I was that's where I was using more my imagination than my heart, if sure. that makes sense. So then I was like, oh, this isn't working for me then I started uh, I started as Gre de neon. I, I changed it to Gre the neon, which is neon Warrior. so complete opposite, but it's more of who I am as a person, like a happy, a happy person who's just who likes listening to edm music and talking to people and i was like painting my face and wearing like furry leg warmers kind of like uh kind of like how Deshade wears but like yeah. all the way My mine were like all the way around uh i, I he, he did his better than mine if you ask me because like he actually has kick pads mine were just straight up leg warmers oh, i went kick pads underneath it <laughs> but uh yeah i would like to my face and wore like bright colors and stuff i came out with like candy like like uh, bracelets, you know? (laughs) Uh, And then Oasis, like Jordan Oasis, Jordan's my real name. Right. Um, And then the Oasis part came from not, not the group, but, (laughs) but but the fact that like, I kept like, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. I'm sure there's a name for it, but like it's, you notice one thing and then you start noticing it a whole bunch. Yeah. It, So I heard, I think I heard the word Oasis on like the radio or something. Like they were just doing some ad and just stuck out to me for some reason. And then I heard it again. And then next thing it was like Oasis tanning salon, Oasis barn grill. I was like, what the hell? And so I looked up the definition, which was the first one is obviously a fertile place in a desert. The second one is um, it's being pretty much being an escape, like being you know, so sorry, my cat's trying to bite my feet right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm like chasing her away. Um, sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah. So oh, oh, the second definition of oasis is like someone's escape, or like, yeah. like, you know, some someone like like someone could confide in, or like run away to, or like, you know, they don't have to think about anything. So going back to what you were saying just a couple minutes ago about like pretty much like walking away from this conversation like you're not thinking you're not thinking about bills or like what do you have to do like tomorrow that's like stressful or like you know what i mean like yeah that was the idea that's the idea behind oasis is that for the 15 minutes or less or hopefully more you know <laughs> if i'm given the opportunity that i'm in front of you that i'm in the ring or i'm on your tv like on your you know whatever like yeah. i want you to think about nothing at all. I want you to think about what is in front of you, I, whether it's I'm um, making you hate me or <laughs> it's like the true version of the Oasis, which is like hopefully you falling in love with me. <laughs> right. And like being being able to like be my friend and like contact me and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, being able to feel like you have a, a, a personal connection with me just based off the experience that you see me either in the ring or, you know, on the, on the microphone, you know. Um, yeah. So that's that's why the whole that's why it's like on my, on my latest <laughs> i'm gonna plug <laughs> yes uh, my latest t-shirt design on net <laughs> forward slash jordan oasis um it says everyone is welcome because like that's that's me as a person but that's also oasis as well like
1: yeah
0: everyone is welcome i don't care like who you are like it doesn't <sighs> matter what your background is it doesn't matter your sexual orientation your your ethnicity it doesn't matter like just talk to me. Like I'm willing to talk to you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm I'm willing to listen. Like that's the idea behind Oasis. Everyone is welcome. There's there's no judgment. There's it's just love and respect between everyone who's in the oasis, which is is great because the oasis is a huge thing. Like the oasis, sure, it's like a fertile place in the desert, right? And when you think of the desert, it's it's big, but it's not endless. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like there's it, it comes to an end at some point however the world keeps growing yeah you know yeah the world keeps growing and so the oasis you know it could be all of the os all of the u.s but it's yeah. still there's still so much world that will drown out the oasis you know what i mean so yeah. it still makes it seem like a very uh special place to go to so i feel like if people want to join you know join the oasis um that you know that'd be awesome but i just i mainly just want to be a positive healthy getaway for people sure no matter what it is
1: that's that's just a remarkable uh perspective on something as simple as what that brings to the elevation of a character you know um it, it, it's it's something that spoke to you Through means that, you know, (laughs) just keep things that pop up that are repetitive like that. Yeah, you start looking at it and going, wow, man, something's trying to tell me something here. And that's that's remarkable that you've taken that. And now it's it defines who you are in the ring. And it's it's just something that's fascinating at your age to watch you grow within the last couple years it's like oh shit man you know um because you know what sometimes i think that we uh as much as we have confidence in ourselves i think sometimes there's that little seepage of like man i'm just not getting anywhere i'm just not you know you kind of feel those those struggles and and it ebbs and flows you know you you hit kind of some of those those ebbs and it's just like oh man but then you start rising and flowing and it's like, yeah, okay. So it's, it's fascinating at your age to see you process all of this. And it's funny because in 20 years, you're going to look back and you're going to know exa- you're going to be able to like look at a a kid who's just starting and go, come here and then just be able to just spout off all this stuff so that kid can then go on and use that stuff. You know, and it's like that legacy of what you learned is now being passed on to someone else. Just like someone passed that legacy on to you. And if you think about it, that's what performing is. That's what pro wrestling is. The old adage, everything in pro wrestling has been done already. And it's just new ways of finding out how to do it. That's kind of the the truth because... You know, everything kind of evolves from the generation before it. And you're on a ride right now to make some really, really cool memories for especially a lot of kids, man. And I think that's, that's phenomenal when you look at the fact that you can be making that impact, you know, for another 20, 25
0: years. That is exciting well that's that's the hope is <laughs> the, the go for another you know 20 years or so like i'm 23 like aj styles i believe it's like 41 42 like jeff hardy's 43 cena just turned
1: cena just turned he's past um, 40, 40 now yeah he's like 43 now i think <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah. like there's a there's a lot of people who are in their 40s and you know still doing stuff on a high level but also still affecting people to to a high level as well like the amount of stuff that like i so this this is this is this is, this is where like uh starting to know wrestling more messed with my mind a little bit because i used to i really loved john cena and then like once i be once i was like a more, like, hard fan, but, like, I didn't get, I wasn't, like, training yet. I was like, oh, Jocelyn, I suck. But, like, as I, as I like, as I learned wrestling more, like, it's, he's, like, he's dope, dude. Like, he's, like, all the, especially all the stuff he did with, with, like, Make-A-Wish and, like, the amount of time he takes out to, like, do the things with cricket, like, where he surprises fans. And, like, there's a lot of stuff outside the WWE that he does that, like, that's stuff I want to do and and stuff that like i don't i don't need to be in the ring to be able to do that stuff i don't need to kill my body to be able to do that stuff i might not get much sleep because of travel or like whatever but i don't need to kill my body right. which in terms of longevity is a very awesome thing but also the main goal of like trying to connect with people that's like that's so cool like titus O'Neil, uh, the Miz does a lot of yes. it too. Not a lot of people talk about him, but he he does a lot of that stuff as well. They depend on him a lot to do like radio interviews and like podcasting and like a whole bunch of things. Uh, R-Truth, Mark Henry's sick. I love yeah. Mark Henry. Uh, yeah, he His his mind and his story, not only for the business, but like I'm, ver- I'm very, so this is getting into other stuff. I tend to just ramble once I start talking, so I Sorry. apologize. But it's all good. The, Uh, not a lot of people think about after the business whether it's they get injured and they they're they're out soon or after like just after after like when they're ready to hang it up and like do things on on own. so i love hearing and seeing tweets from titus and mark henry
1: yeah
0: because they they talk about it like a pretty decent amount uh, whether it's like having an accountant or having you know their finances straight or hearing or even i like listening sometimes hearing stories of like baseball players football players who like they like have it set at first or even rappers that like, have a set at first and then they blow all their money they're down them up. Yeah. and then they're like oh crap nobody told me about this like that's the stuff i want to learn about now so that i can like god forbid what if i break my neck at 28 and then yeah. like i'm too scared to rest again or like i just simply i can't anymore like yeah. i want to be able to at least have enough be smart enough with my money during those years that I, you know, I weren't that I was working to be able to be set at least for a few years until I figure out what I want to do. If I do want to act or if I do want to get to these other avenues. So I love hearing, I love hearing about the stuff. And I hope, like anyone who's listening to this, I hope that encourages you to like think about it. Like, do I should should anybody like be getting injured and like hurt themselves and be out of the business? No. Like they, they shouldn't do. I want it to happen. Absolutely not. But like being, being smart with like being smart with your money when, when you're in the business is so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, and, and you know, what's very interesting. So I, um when you go to college and you major in something like acting, the one thing that I realized is, Okay. I look back and I go, I didn't have to go to college for acting classes. I could have found acting teachers, you know, you you live in LA, you go to LA and you you live there. You can find an acting teacher pretty much every other corner. (laughs) But there's two things. One, the experience that you have in becoming who you are. That's definitely a journey that was worth taking. But the second thing that fascinated me is that as much as you're being prepared to be an actor, to actually learn the craft, what they didn't teach you is how to plan on living as someone who is a starving actor for the first, you know, five, 10, 15 years until you really have a ball rolling. So I love that you're saying that because that's so true. There are instances of guys who, you know, when you go through training, trainers who will take the time to, you know, give you a little bit of that knowledge, especially now it's becoming a little more, you know, um a little more straightforward, a little more, hey, you know, you got to start putting stuff away for this, you got to look into this, this is how you save money doing that. But really in the end, you're paying to learn the craft and a lot of times Students don't get that knowledge of what it's like to, you know, have to plan on, hey, take a percentage away, put this here, you know, and do these things so that you can do like you said. You know, have a family, uh, you know, have a house, help your mom out. It's like those are the things you want to accomplish. And I'll tell you, you brought up John Cena back at UPW. I I think that at that time, as young as he was, which was about your age, he was around twenty three when when I was uh, training there, and he had the the most determination I've ever seen out of anyone. But it wasn't he he never to me and you know people have will probably have different angles and different takes but for me when i talked to john when i watched john he never took himself uh to the point of you know "Ah, i got it man i got it i'm pro wwe's got me under contract i'm in development you know i don't have to do this i'm he you know if he's not in the ring he's Downlifting weights if he's not lifting weights he's out you know doing whatever you know job he has in the uh, you know eight hours uh, of doing uh, ups delivery or whatever you know he was constantly going 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 and i think that that determination and that factor and then he you know had the right type of upbringing in a, in a family that put him in the right direction of you know This is what he wants. He knew what he wanted, and he got it. He achieved that all, but by no means was it achieved just because he looked a certain way or could do certain things or could talk or whatever. No, it was a whole package, and he took years to go from this guy who comes out and says ruthless aggression and then, you know, almost goes right down to the end of the card, you know, to where he was at the top of the game and doing getting all those opportunities to do those things. And I think that, mm. you know, that's kind of adhering in, in your dedication and your openness to not just be boxed into the wrestling world. Because I think that gets, that's such a heavy thing to be like, you know, all I do is pro-wrestle. You know, it's like, yeah, man, you can eat and you can sleep and you can live it. But it's not, it's not who you are. You're bringing yourself to the game. And pro-wrestling is the thing that will give back to you for putting the time and dedication and work into it. And that's a totally different way of looking at it than the the kids who get into it because, hey, man, I'll get on WWE TV and, man, I'm going to get myself, like, you know, gold chains and, and rims. And, you know, it's like, yeah,
0: that's not why you yeah, get the, into the yeah The fame. Yep. Yeah, the fame.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's, it's fascinating to hear, you know, your perspective on these things because it's very reflective on your growth, too. You know, it's like... Man, can you if you think back to when you first started, how much would you say that that person, the Jordan who walked in for your first training class, how much change has come from that person to who you are now?
0: Oh <laughs> sheesh. This is so this is coming up like seven almost seven years of training, yeah, um <laughs> growth wise so I started pretty much like right like right, like a week after I turned seventeen, that's when I started training, um and comparing me not even to the performer' side of it, right. just me as a person, like wrestling has taught me so much, like about money about people about myself uh perspective on on life perspective on the future like there's there's i've learned a lot of things and if pro if like if pro wrestling was not in my life or all right correction if if i didn't start Pro wrestling. If pro wrestling, if I was just watching as a fan, if I never did it, I firmly believe I would be a different person. Um, I feel like I'd still probably be in a darker headspace because when I started training I was very depressed. Um and I was that was full of, of a lot of anxiety. Sure. Um I didn't, I was not as confident as a person when it came to meeting new people. I like talking to people still, but when it came to meeting new people, being open, um, trying new things, um, sacrificing to do what you love, uh, it it taught me a lot. And like, I can't even, that's like a whole other podcast, man. Right. Seriously. (laughs) Like there's there's so much that I've learned. Like if I if I had it if I had to narrow it down to three things that I've learned, it would be it would be sacrifice. Whether it's so you want this thing. For me it was wrestling, but whatever it is that you want, you would not know sacrifice until it gets to that point. You you will truly see how much you want to do what you want to do, but also how much you want to be happy yeah. and doing something. And like ha- having the, your, your quote unquote dream job, doesn't necessarily mean that like, that's your key to happiness. It's whatever is going to make you happy. It's you, you're going to have to sacrifice something to right. be able to get it. So sacrifice, um, not not being afraid yeah, and I, that's a very wide thing but not being afraid to try new things not being afraid to laugh at yourself um not being afraid to take risks whether it's physically or or a mental risk where like hey like you might be unsure of doing something yeah like you might be really unsure but there's a in, in wrestling there's a lot of mental hurdles that you have to jump over yep um and third, hmm, there's a lot of things fighting for third. These are, these aren't in order. These are just three things. Um, I would just say people, perspective on people. Sure. Um, my perspective on people was was kind of skewed due to the way I, I grew up, and it was very there was there was not a lot of trust, not a lot of openness. Um, that could go very many ways, but pro wrestling changed that to like, it, it helped me, it helped me realize that not, there's not, there's not, there's just as many, to me, this is just my opinion, there's a, there's just as many good people as there's bad people. Sure. I feel like the, the, there's, there's a balance, you know, and it's for a reason, but also like being open, being open with people, like this this again this is also personal like opinion but like i i'll just be open with everybody to to an extent you know what i mean like because i have not like i don't have anything to lose yeah you know the worst thing that's going to happen is that i open up and then that person goes and tells somebody else but that's not to me that's not an l because if somebody tells something to someone else like that might help them yeah you know what i mean so they're either gonna learn okay don't tell my business this person or they, you know they're gonna learn like okay wow that really happened to him and that's gonna change the perspective on me so either way like it's it's and this might it might be a lesson i'm still learning now you never know but sure. for now like I, I i being being vulnerable and open with people not it doesn't have to necessarily be like your deepest darkest secret or like Something like that, but just being open about your struggles—I guess you could say—being open about your your whether it's your mental struggles or your physical struggle or like whatever it may be, just being open about that is gonna help somebody somehow. Like I know some there's some person is gonna hear this and they're gonna pull out some good information about this. Absolutely. And like being a being able to do things like this, I love like I love doing podcasts because, and I I love doing interviews because it gives people will hear my story. People also get to know more about you, the host, you know, like people will get to learn. They also might just zone out while they're driving, which is cool too. But as long as it, you know, helps you in some way, <laughs> then, that's, then that's fine.
1: And, and along those lines, as we uh, finish here, you know, that's funny that you said, like zoning out, like while you're working or while you're driving, you know, people who use podcasts in that manner, which brings it around to Almost guaranteed that something that was said, a word or something within this podcast as one person out there, one person is listening, that it's going to happen that that word is going to trigger something and they're going to see, like we said with Oasis, they're going to start seeing those signs around them. And maybe they weren't paying too much attention, but subconsciously they heard it on the podcast and now it's manifesting around them and i think that that's exactly. that's the the gold here that you know hey man it's like you take it, it, you take from the people who are willing to give advice and the stories that we tell and the fact that you know like you just looked at yourself you know in a in a short time frame of your life and you could identify within a couple minutes Things that have changed in your perspective of yourself. And that's amazing because that's the key to being successful. Constantly learning and adapting. And if you can do that, brother, oh man, you are going to have a career that you are going to be proud of. And I think that more so than anything... That's the thing. You want to have something that you can look back and go, man, I'm so proud of what we did. I had some good times. I got some great stories. And, you know, I'm, I'm able now to live in that house that I always wanted. And my kids are now playing sports. And, you know, you make that manifest. And I think that, you know, you're on the right track because you're getting it. You're understanding it. And you're not stopping that's the biggest thing you're not stopping you're grabbing all the knowledge you're taking those extra seminars you know how many kids pass up on those seminars even when it's you know when a promoter goes hey you know for you i'll i'll make an exception come on for free and sometimes you know that you have to make that choice you're like eh, i don't really feel like going to the summer but he's giving me for all right i'll go in and then all of a sudden your life changes because
0: mm-hmm. you
1: took that you you know you didn't say ah oh, fuck it you said hey man this is what i want to do i'm being offered an opportunity go do it so i i just i appreciate that as you know someone who is so passionate now about seeing guys with your experience and your age i want to see you guys succeed because When I'm in my 60s or 70s and you're in your, you know, 40s, 50s, I want to see where you're (laughs) steering the next generation of people, you know. It's so, oh man, it's just so overwhelming to think, yeah man, here's a guy who gets it and he has a good head on his shoulders and he's determined and that's what we love You know, why do we love Rocky so much? Because that's the ultimate underdog. Guy had, you know, his his background and he had, you know, just getting his ass kicked for years. But he gets an opportunity. He makes the most of it. And the next thing you know. The character becomes a champion and Mm -hmm. we love that journey because not only do we see that journey, but we see the journey that he finds the love of his life. That was always, you know, just a store clerk and a dog, you know, pet store. And, you know, she has the baby when he's winning the title. It's like, mm-hmm. so it's, it, there's so much in terms of those stories that we like to see in movies that really can't happen in real life. And you're an example of that possibility, brother. And I cannot wait uh, for, you know, for people to see where you go in the next few years uh, for those people who uh, don't know, don't follow you. Uh, what's your social media so they can keep up with uh, anything that you have coming up.
0: Um, so, sorry, my cat is attacking my feet again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so my Twitter is at the Jordan Oasis. Uh, my Instagram is Jordan Oasis. And I'm, I got very lucky in the fact that people didn't have my username already um uh facebook i also believe is at jordan oasis if not it's at the jordan oasis um and then i have a youtube channel as well which w- it will be changed to jordan oasis but right now it's Russell panda i do vlogs on there uh when i do posts which is like every few months which i'm terrible at i'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I have uh, I have matches on there too. So you can, you'll can you be able to watch some of my past matches, some of which are very old. So if you want to laugh at me, you can do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been, I do vlogs and things like that. Uh, I believe that is all oh, my social media. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, I lied. Whatamaneuver.net forward slash Jordan Oasis. Uh, I have a couple old uh, designs. Uh, so if you want to get those, I'm going to, I'm going to pull those off pretty soon. So, uh, I'll leave them up. I'll, I'll make sure to leave them up for when this airs. Uh, if you want to grab those, grab when you hand, I have a new one, uh, that was inspired by my time in Korea. If you want to grab that. And I'm also, by the time this drops, there should be a retro design that I'm working on right now, but it should be dropped as of this. So cop that while you can hoodies, tank tops, all that fun stuff.
1: Yes. And please, um, you know, if you are a fan of Jordan's, please support them by picking up, you know, a shirt, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's summer now, but Hey man, we head into that fall season, nothing better than a nice little hoodie, keep yourself warm and support one of your favorite wrestlers. And that's what it's about, man, helping each other out. And, um, uh, you know, making sure that, uh, guys like Jordan can continue to follow their dreams and, uh, you know, every little bit helps, um, and you're you're supporting Jordan by doing uh, that by uh, getting a shirt or uh, some kind of some kind of thing to keep you warm and uh, not naked. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone listening, thank you so much. Uh, continue to uh, tune into the Vegas Bad Boys podcasting for all the stuff we offer. Continue following Jordan if you are just getting to know him. Please follow his career. And uh, you'll really, you know, you'll be impressed if you've never seen his matches, you know, um, like you said, go back and watch some of his early stuff and then watch matches from the last, you know, couple of months and you'll see a huge difference. And I think that's one of the best things that we can do nowadays with social media is be able to see how far a person can come and grow and that, uh, you know, the next level of where you're going is exciting and uh, man, I can't wait to see it and um, I hope all the fans get a chance to enjoy your journey as well and uh, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next time
0: the biggest bad boys of podcasting